Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your Fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. How are we doing this morning, Fellowship Church? Come on and stand to your feet. Are we excited to be in the house of God this morning? Come on, you can do better than that. Are you excited to be in the house of God this morning? How many of you know he's on our side? How many of you know he's there for you whenever you need him? He's right there guiding every step. Amen. So in worship, let's just raise our hands and give God all the glory, all the praise in this place. Come on, put your hands together. Come on.
Thank you. 
asking you to take a look back at what he's already done. Because if we take, take a look at all those things, then we stand in the confidence of knowing that we can because of who he is and because of what he does. So church family, just be reminded of who he is today. Be reminded of what he's done. And then whatever your I don't think I can is, look it square in the face and say, but do you know my
I wonder what problem, what issue, what thing in our life that we need to sick God on. He's our defender, right? He's the one that can fix everything. He's the one that can heal us. He's the one that can provide for us. He's the one that can do warfare on our behalf. That's what that entire song is about. So what is it that you need to take back from the devil? Maybe it's your joy. Maybe he's stolen your health. Maybe he has caused you to be fearful. You were never a feel fearful person in the past, but now you, you fear things. Maybe you fear the future. Maybe you need to sick God on your marriage and just say, Lord, fix us. Give us the love that we once had for each other again. So whatever it is right now, just ask him for it. Tell him to go get it for you. God, go get my health. God, go get that financial blessing that I need. You know I need it, God. Go get it for me. Do battle for me. God, go get my kids. They're running from you right now, God. You're the only one that can bring them back. Do warfare on our behalf, Lord. Defend us like you promise. I pray, Holy Spirit, that there would just be healing physically in this room right now, miraculously. I pray, Lord, that there would be healing emotionally. For some of us, we need to forgive somebody right now. We've carried that hurt too long. So just tell them, just say, in Jesus' name, I choose to forgive this person for this. He wants to set you free. He didn't come that we might have a life that's all bound up without joy. He came that we might have life and have it to the fullest with abundant joy. And so Holy Spirit, we pray that you would lose joy in this room. You'd give us a breath of fresh air in our lungs. The joy of the Lord is our strength, your word says. So give us joy and then guess what? We get strength on top of that. Strengthen us, God. love you, Lord. Thank you so much for wanting to defend us and defend us on a daily basis. You're so good to us in Jesus' name. Let's give him a praise offering. Thank you, God. Thank you for this awesome worship time. And thank you for being our defender. As you guys make your way back to your seats, you can greet one another. Thank you so much for choosing Fellowship Church this morning. If you're a guest or a visitor, we love having you here with us. Welcome to the family. If you're watching online, thank you so much for choosing Fellowship Church. We understand you can watch a lot of services, but we want you to be a part of our family. So thank you for that. And if you are a guest or a visitor this morning, whether are online or in the auditorium, if you just register with us, we'd love to have a record of you being here and we'd like to get you some more information. The best way to do that is to get out your phone and if you will text fellowship 
to 94,000, then you'll get that information. Because here's one thing. It's one thing to connect with the Lord. It's really, really important, though, that we connect with others. So uh, connection here is a vital part of this ministry. And we want to do life together. We don't want to do life alone. And we have all kinds of ways for you to connect here at Fellowship. Well, we're going to continue to worship now with the giving of tithes and offerings. Whether you're in the auditorium or you are at home, you know, we have all kinds of giving options. The best way, of course, is to use your church center app. If you don't have a church church center app on your phone, oh, that is, it is really, really a great tool for you to be able to give or get connected or sign up for stuff. Uh, You can go to your app store, look under church center, download that, choose Fellowship Church as your home church, and it's as easy as that. And if you'd like to give, you can do so by using your option on your church center app. You can also give online uh, through our website. You can send your uh, tithes or offerings in. And then if you want to give here this morning, we have offering boxes in the lobby. But as you get ready to give, we've been worshiping the Lord in song. Let's worship him now with giving. And let me pray over you as you get ready to do that. Lord, we love you. And thank you so much for how awesome you are. And thank you, Lord, for always taking care of us. You are our defender. You will go after lost territory that the devil has tried to, stole, tried to steal from us. And I pray in Jesus' name right now that for us financially, that you would reclaim ground maybe that the devil has tried to take, that you would come through for us, God, and help us to stay faithful as we give to you. Lord, we know that there are promises in the word when we stay faithful in giving of our tithes and offerings. So we, we give back to you now. We give, with, give to you with a joyful heart. And we pray that everything that would come in would be to your honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you as you give, as you do. We have a few things that are happening here at Fellowship. First of all, uh, next weekend, so just... The next Friday coming up, we are going to be having our Renewal and Rescue 1.0 marriage seminar here at Fellowship. Now, this is a course that Rebecca and I have been teaching now for like 15 years, and it is information that saved our marriage. It saved our marriage. And so we wanted to get all of the best stuff out there and put it together in one seminar. And so that's what we did. So if you haven't gone through 1.0 before, you're thinking about getting married, maybe you're newly married, or maybe you've been married for a long time, come to this seminar and be a part of it. It is a really, really cool time where you can just put some spark back in your relationship. Um, Maybe you are struggling and you need some help, or maybe it's just preventive maintenance. It's a great seminar for that as well. Friday night, we start at six o'clock. We go to about eight o'clock. Saturday, we start at nine and we go to about three. Lunch is included as well as your books for $99 a couple. And guys, the first night we talk about why to fight for your marriage in the first place. Why are we supposed to be investing in our marriage? Why do we do marriage maintenance? We do, ma- we do maintenance on our cars. We do maintenance on our home, but we forget about the most important relationship while we're here on earth. And that's the relationship we have with our spouse. And so this is all about how to do that. That night, we also talk about the five foundations of marriage If your marriage is broken, I guarantee it comes back to one of those five foundations. The next day we talk about needs and priorities. Understanding each other's needs is the most important thing that we can do and learn as a married couple because everybody has different needs. And then setting the priorities that God has for us in our life and making sure that our priorities are set right. We also talk about submission and control. We talk about conflict resolution and communication. And then also household duties, like who does what? Because that always can be a big uh, a sticking point in, in marriage. So that all, we, get, we take care of, we, do, we deal with all that stuff in just a couple of days. Love to have you be a part of that. We also have a couple of scholarships. Um, so if the money thing is an issue, please come back and talk to me. I will be at the booth on the east end of the lobby. I would love to be able to tell you a little bit more about the seminar as well as getting 
get you signed up. You can also sign up on the Church Center app. So really, really awesome weekend coming up. We're very pumped about that. But also we have a lot of other things coming up. And here's JL to tell you a little bit more about those. We're doing a church baptism on March 28th. If you have not yet been baptized in water, we'd love to have you jump in on this event. Simply sign up on the Church Center app on the events tab and be ready to be baptized on March 28th. That day you can bring family and friends, invite them to attend the nine o'clock service with you and then be baptized in between services at 10 o'clock in the 4640 building. It's an amazing life experience and it'll boost you to that next level in your walk with Christ. God has entrusted us with so many beautiful buildings and facilities. And if you're interested in serving God by helping us maintain and clean these buildings, we would love to have you sign up for our new ministry called Keepers of the House. Simply stop by the information counter and let us know that you're looking for the way to serve by helping maintain the buildings in Keepers of the House. We're gonna be doing a ministry expo when you leave the doors of the worship center this morning. In the lobby, you'll find a spot that you can sign up to grow and you can sign up to take that next step to serve. We would love to have every person in our church family thinking about how they're going to step into growth or step into serving. Stop by one of those tables and ask about the growth and serving opportunities that we have available this morning. Our youth and kids department is announcing two separate events. One is Camp 4640, and that's designed for students in grades seven through 12. You can sign up for that on the Church Center app, and the cost for that is $200. This is a travel camp where we will go to Camp Cedar Ridge, and it's gonna be awesome, jam-packed with fun and spiritual moments. Our second event is for students in elementary school, entering grades three through six. This camp will be a stay-at-home camp kind of like a day camp feel, but way cooler. It's called Super Kids Conference, and Super Kids Conference is on July 18th through the 20th. It begins on a Sunday and it ends on a Tuesday. The cost for this event is $79. Your elementary age kids will come to the program and all of the fun activities during the day, but will be picked up at the end of the day at about five to 6 p.m. We're so excited to be rolling out this event for elementary kids and it's gonna be life-changing and so much fun. Make sure to get your young people signed up for their appropriate camp, either youth camp for teenagers or super kid conference for kids. This morning's service is gonna be amazing. You're gonna enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and get ready to grow. Well, church family, good morning. I hope you are excited to be here. Who's ready to get into God's word today? I believe God wants to speak to us. I believe he wants to encourage us no matter what part of your journey you are on in your faith uh, walk right now. Uh, I believe that God can speak to you today. We want to welcome all of you that are watching with us online at home or maybe at a later time. I believe God wants to speak to you directly today. Uh, we've been in a series that we're, we're closing this series out today. Uh, and the, the question of the series and the title of the series is, what's your next step? And I'm gonna go ahead and dive right into scripture, right into Jesus' words found in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, it says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven 
and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says, I want you to go and make disciples. What are are disciples? Well, disciples are, are followers, they're students. Followers of Christ. He's saying, I want you to go and make followers of Christ. So we're in this series, what's, what's Your Next Step? And we've been talking about the different steps where we can see success in our, in our personal walk with God and success in our growth uh, in, here in Fellowship Church and being part of a church family. Uh, I wanna just ask you to pray with me right now uh, that God would speak to us because uh, it, it's not gonna be by any clever thing that comes out of my mouth that, that is gonna affect our lives, but the word of God is gonna affect each and every one of us. So the Bible promises us that his word never returns to him void. So if you are open to listening to his word and letting it affect you, it will change you and change you for the good. So let's just ask him right now to speak to us. What do you say? Sound good? All right, let's do it. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we invite you right now to speak to us. We thank you so much that your Holy Spirit's already in this room, already ministering to us, already talking to us. And I pray right now, That by the name of Jesus, I cast out any um, uh, distraction from this place and any distraction from our heart, any distraction from our mind. I pray you'd open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear, that we would be able to, uh, to, to hear exactly what you want for each of us as individuals, that we'd be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. As many of you know, I'm an outdoorsman. Um, I love being outside, hunting, fishing, hiking, whatever it is, as long as it's outside, I love it. And I can remember uh, a couple years back, there was uh, one hike that I went on right in the middle of the summer where I was by myself and I decided to try to get to um, a, a mountaintop in the ragged wilderness. And uh, traveling by myself, I kind of had an idea of where I'm going. I mean, it's pretty simple. If I'm trying to go to the top of the mountain, you just look up and you're like, there. You know, but, but there was a trail and I was trying to follow the trail. And I got into this area where there had been some trees that had been blown over or pushed over by an avalanche. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but, but there were all these fallen trees and there was all this overgrowth. And I remember that there was this section that I, as I went through, I completely lost the trail. Like, it was nowhere to be found. And, and I started getting really frustrated, and, and it can even be a little bit, like you can get a panicky feeling when you're out in the wilderness and you don't know where the trail is, you don't know where to go yet. And I finally had to calm myself and realize what I need to do is I need to backtrack. I need to take a step back. And I walked back for a couple hundred yards and got to a vantage point where I could see past where all of these fallen trees were and all of this overgrowth was so I could know which direction I was trying to head, where I was trying to go, and then I was able to know, okay, I've got to step off in this direction and head in this area so that I can get to where I'm trying to go. And church family, that is exactly what we have been doing over this last month. Because if you want to be successful in growth, you have to know what is my next step? Where am I going? If you want to be successful at a gym, you're going to meet with the gym owner. You're going to meet with a, a, a trainer or someone. What's the first thing they're going to ask you? They're going to ask you, well, what are your goals? Like, do you want to lose weight? 
Do you wanna gain muscle? Do you wanna run faster? Like, what are your goals here? Because we have to have a direction. Where am I trying to go? And then we can put the steps in place in order to be able to go in that direction. Now, the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So there are steps that are in place. There are steps. If you wanna be successful in life, there, there are steps if you wanna be successful in your relationship with God. So over the last couple weeks, we started talking about these steps. We started talking about if you wanna grow in your walk with God and you wanna grow at Fellowship Church, here's how you can have measurable results and how you can know that I'm being successful. I'm not just wandering through the woods hoping I'm gonna get to the place where I'm trying to get, but wandering through life just hoping that my marriage is gonna work out. Wandering through my, my, my life and my, uh, my emotions and wondering am I ever going to get to the place where God wants me to get. No, there are steps involved. So our church has a mission statement and I hope you know the mission statement. The mission statement is to connect the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together grow in full devotion to him. And there are steps involved in that mission statement, how you can know, am I being successful? So step one, we talked about you gotta connect. You gotta connect with God first, and you gotta connect with other people. That if you're gonna be part of the body, you can't be disconnected. It, it, this is not a spectator sport. It is not just, I'm gonna slip in the back and see if they sing the songs that I wanted to sing today and they didn't sing my jam, so I'm a little bit upset and I'm just gonna cross my arms in the back and then I'm out, peace. I ain't talking to you guys until like maybe a month from now I'm coming back, you know? And I know there are many of you that are watching from home because that's your option right now. That's what you got and we are so thankful that you're watching from home, but you need to be connected. And we have so many different small groups and Bible studies that take place online, and you've got to get connected. Then we talked about growing. That, that it's not you just come to church, but are you open to growing? Are you, and, and we spent a week talking about what are the different ways that you can grow, like small groups and classes and, and stuff like that that are available. Last week we talked about serving. The next step is serving. It's like, am I using my gifts and my abilities, what God has given me and my personality to be able to, to move the kingdom forward? Am, am, I, am I serving in children's ministry? Am I serving at funerals, uh, serving food to people? Am I, am, am I coming throughout the week and helping clean? Am I, what way am I serving? Because God has given each of us different unique gifts in order to be able to do that. So these are steps that we follow. And then today we're talking about step number four, express. Express. And man, this is an important step. Do you realize that this is why we, we sing praise and worship at the beginning of every service. This is why we praise, because if you love someone, if you love something, you are going to praise. And there's something, church, that you need to understand about this. There's something that you gotta understand. This is not a concert. You're not coming in just listening like, are they singing my jam? Oh, I like this one. They did a good job. I give them a 10 on that. Like, yes, we love our band. We've got, am I right? Do we not have like the most talented, incredible musicians and singers? I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of a church that has such great, incredible talent. But, but you gotta understand something about praise. Praise is an expression. And see, I've heard it said this way, and this is important to understand, because praise is not therapy. 
However, praise is therapeutic because it causes mindfulness. I have to be mindful and shift my attention from the immediacy of my problem to the enormity of my God. And when I'm praising him, I'm not thinking about my problem. Because listen, there's a difference. See, when I pray, I talk to my God about my problems. But when I praise, I talk to my problems about my God. Do you understand? So if you believe that your problems need to hear about your God, then let's give our God a shout of praise. Because it puts your problems in their place to understand that the one who created you and designed you and is in control over everything is able to undo whatever is standing in front of your way. We serve a God who is a way maker. We serve a God who is a deliverer. We serve a God who is a rescuer. And no matter what you did to get yourself in whatever situation you got yourself in, he can get you out. So when you're praising God, you're saying, thank you, God, that you already went off and and had the victory, and you're bringing the enemy's head back on a stake for me. You won the battle while I was just sitting here making a mess for myself. <laughs> He's good. That's expression. And man, expression is so important as a follower of Christ. And you might say, like, wait a minute, like, some of these in steps of order might be a little bit like out of place because you might feel like I am expressing but I never really got connected to other people or, or I, I am expressing but I'm not serving. I am growing but I'm not expressing. It's like these, this is a very simple order that we've put them in and we're gonna help you move through that order but just because you might have skipped a step or something that doesn't mean like ah stop the train. No it just means we might have to stop back, st take a step back, reevaluate and say okay this is the direction I'm going in I want the fullness of what God wants for me, so I'm gonna go through these steps. So we connect, we grow, we serve, and we express. Don't you know if you love anything, you're gonna talk about it? Like, man, it, it's so funny. Like, you know the guy in your office who loves the Broncos, right? <laughs> because they talk about it. You know the person in your office who, who, who does CrossFit. Why? Because they talk about it. You know the person in, in your office who, who likes to golf. Why? Because they talk about it. And see, if you love something, you're going to talk about it. If you love someone, you're going to talk about it. You, you, you don't have to be around me long to know that I love my wife. You don't have to be around me long to know I love my kids. But why? Because I talk about them. I bring them into conversations all the time. They're like... Some will say, yeah, I, I love golf. And I'm like, yeah, I went and played golf with my wife one time. Have you ever met my wife? She's awesome. I love her. She's my baby. We've been married 21 years right now. Is that right? Yeah, 21 years right now. Like, Got to check. I thought, oh, do the math real quick. But I talk about her. Why? Because I love her. I'm like, girl, I see you. You're fine, right? I bring her up in conversations just to bring her up in conversations. And here's what you've got to understand about our God, is our God, when you fall in love with Jesus, you can't help but talk about him. You can't help but all of a sudden, he's part of every conversation everywhere you go. 
You can't help but be that weirdo that everyone's like, man, you must love the Broncos. You wear the Bronco hat all the time. You must love Jesus because all you do is talk about Jesus. When you fall in love, you can't stop yourself from expressing it. And see, the Bible even says this. It says, my, this is Psalm 71, my mouth will tell of your righteous deeds. If you love Jesus, What's the step here? My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate to them all. See, if you love God, you're gonna talk about him and, you, and all of a sudden he's gonna start coming up in conversations and you're gonna be on the soccer field and, and everyone else is just talking about how cold it is in the game and you're gonna be like, man, this is a beautiful day. Can you believe God blessed us with this type of weather? And, and it's like people start, what are you talking about? Why, because that expression comes out of you. You take a, a step to start talking about God and then it comes out at work and you're like, like everyone else is talking about the, the shutdowns and why things won't work and why, what, why this won't work and why that won't work. And now all of a sudden you're talking about, oh, but God could bless us. He's blessed my family. He, he could bless us here. And you start expressing. And, and how many of you have gone through anything where you can't help yourself, but I just got to tell someone, my God is good to me and he loves me and he loves you too. If you need to give him a praise right now, do it. On the chat, put up some praise emojis. In fact, write something in that you're thankful for right now that God is blessing you with right now because if you think about it, you have something to be thankful for. Even if you feel like your life is falling apart and it's tragic right now and you've lost everything, you have breath in your lungs right now. If you're awake and you're alive, he's not done yet. That means you should be thankful for that breath. If he's given it to you, this day's not over yet. And see, that is expression. And I don't want to tell you that, that as a church, as we connect the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together grow in full devotion to him, we're, we're reaching other people. We're, 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 we're expressing our love to God. And that affects our city, it affects our church, and it affects us as individuals. So I want to give this to you very practically. What, what are three ways, very practical ways that we can show an expression towards God? It's being part of a church family, right? How do we express our love for God? Number one, giving. Jesus shows us in Scripture, God shows us all throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, that, that we are to give to him. And this is an expression of two different things. There's an expression of trust and there's an expression of generosity. Because you'll hear we talk about giving of tithes and offerings. And you'll, you'll notice that we talk about those differently because they are different things. The Bible says we are to give the tithe. Malachi says bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I won't throw up in the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you that you won't even have enough room for it. That, that, okay, let's break it down. Tithe, what is tithe? Tithe means 10%. What is the storehouse? The storehouse is the place that where you're being spiritually fed. So, so many people mess this up. We're like, we're, we, throw, we, we tip. We throw five bucks in the plate. Are, are we, like, I, I've talked to people and like, they talk about their tithing, I'm like, oh, where are you tithing? And like, well, well, I give, you know, 
uh, I, I give towards the homeless missions and I give towards these different things. Like, no, that's great. That's giving. That's, that's, an, that, that's alms. That's taking care of the poor and the needy. That's a wonderful thing, but that's not tithing. Tithing is where you realize where you're being fed spiritually and you, you give back to that. And God says, do this. And when we do that, when we trust him with that first 10%, that is an, express, an expression of trust. I'm saying, God, I trust you more than I trust my bank account. The next part is offerings. And we see a great example of this um, in, in the book of 2 Corinthians. Paul is speaking to the church of Corinth, and, and he's not talking to them about tithing. They're already tithers. He starts talking to them about the fact that there's a need that needs to take place where they are going to help other people who are in need. And he says, so what we're going to do is we're going to take an offering. And he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, um, remember this, what... Uh, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times you will have all that you need and you will abound in every good work. So first God asks us to tithe, and he tells us tithe, 10%, bring 10% to me. But then here, Paul is saying when it comes to offerings, you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. Like, aside from giving tithes, there's gonna be times where, where God is gonna prompt you to give more. To be generous. This is an expression of generosity, of saying, you know what? I, I, I want to give back into the kingdom of God and I want to sow and see it grow into something beautiful and powerful that, that wasn't there before. I want to be a part of that. And that's something he says, you should do that with a cheerful heart. So you, we don't decide on the tithe, that's 10%, but we do decide on what we want to give extra. That's an expression. So we express, number one, by giving. We express number two by sharing. By sharing what? Well, by sharing your faith. By, by sharing your story. By, by telling other people about Jesus. And so many people get freaked out about this and they think, I don't know how. It's scary. Let me let you in on something. I've been, I've been doing this on a stage for over two decades. I don't know how. It's scary, it's difficult, because there's no perfect way to do it. So what, what you do is you share what you can and you trust, this is where it takes faith, you trust that God will do the rest. You share that, that I believe that, that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and what am I doing? I'm planting a seed in, in, in their life. And when you go out into a garden and you plant a seed, what happens is you, you might not see anything happen for a while. It can be frustrating if you're impatient to plant a garden because you put the seed in the ground and you look at it and you're like, ain't nothing happening. Come on now. It's been like 15 minutes, where is my corn? <laughs> and I think many of you have gotten frustrated because you've tried to invite people to church, you tried to share your faith with people, you're like, I've tried that before, and months have gone by. Years have gone by. But maybe God is watering the seed that you've planted in there, and, and we don't know when it's gonna come to fruition, but we know that God is doing his work, because how many times were you invited? How many times did someone tell you about God? 
How many times did someone tell you, you know what, there's a different way? Before God started really tugging on your heart and something started growing in you. So how do you tell your story? It's very simple. Who I was before I knew Jesus, how I met Jesus, and who I am now. And this is not the story. Don't get this screwed up. It is not, I was messed up, I met Jesus, and now I'm perfect, because that is a bold-faced lie. (laughs) You are just as jacked up as I am, and you know it. (laughs) I, I, I was a person with struggles, and I had no hope, and I was struggling. I met Jesus, this is how I met him, and now I'm still a person with struggles, but I've got a Savior who forgave me of my sins. And you tell your story. And so many of us, we don't tell our story because we think it's not dramatic enough because if you turn on like TBN or something, you hear like the craziest things in the world. It's like I was in a prison cell and I was tattooing a man with a shank that I like made out of the bottom of the bed and I was just like, and he's like, I'm like, what tattoo do you want? He's wanted a cross right above his eyeball. So I was doing this cross above his eyeball and he's like, tell me about this cross. And he told me about Jesus and I got radically saved there. And then after I got radically saved, it's like the jail cell just busted open and I walked out and all the guards came to arrest me. And instead of arresting me, I told them about Jesus and they got radically saved. And before you knew it, there was a revival in the prison and everyone got saved. And it was like, and you hear these stories and you're like, I just went to church. And then I was like, man, wow. And we think, I don't have to tell my story because it's not dramatic enough. Here's what the world needs less of. Drama. Drama. How about you tell the authentic story? And that's what helps. Because I'll tell you this, I'm saved and I struggle. But I have a savior who still forgives me and still loves me. I want to share a story with you of a a lady in our church, and kind of her journey of inviting someone else. Take a check of this. My name is Foley Scarrow, and this is my invitation story. It was about 2010. I was working at a local restaurant, and at the time I wasn't going to church. I had grown up in the church, but it was just kind of a dark time in my life. My son had recently passed away. I remember one conversation in particular was when he opened up his order book and I had a picture of a baby boy in there. And so I just, you know, naturally asked him, I said, hi, hey, is that, is that your little boy? And he said, um, yeah, that's my son. And so I asked him how old he was, I think is what I asked, how old he was. And he says, well, he passed away. I remember immediately, like my heart went to my throat. God really impressed on my heart to just pray over him, not necessarily for him, but to pray over him as we worked. So I did that every chance I got. I just, you know, prayed the Holy Spirit over him and his heart. And when I felt like we knew each other well enough, that I could actually invite him to church um, without offending him or making him feel um, awkward in any way. I did, I invited him to church. But there was one person that I worked with and her name was Heather. She always came to work with a smile on her face 
and was just always happy. She knew I was a believer. She knew a little bit about my background. And so she just one week was like, hey, you should come to church with me. And I go to fellowship and this is when I go to service and you should come. I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll try and make it with no intention whatsoever of going. It was probably a couple months for every week she kept, hey, did you make it to church? And she never pressured me. It was just, hey, did you make it to church Sunday? And I'd be like, no, I couldn't make it. Oh, that's cool. You should come this Sunday. This Sunday is going to be a good service. I remember that one time we had a lunch break at the same time. And so I was like, okay, that is, this is my chance. I knew I needed to talk to him about God. And so I just sat down and um, started talk, talking to him about my experience with God, talking to him about Fellowship Church and how it's the best church ever and um, how it literally changed my life. So finally, after six months of this, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go so then she'll, I can say yes, finally, and she'll leave me alone. And so, went to church, and it was actually a really cool service. Then that week, she comes up, hey, did you go to church? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, what'd you think? I'm like, it was okay. She's like, okay, cool, I'll see you this Sunday, and I can introduce you to some people. Okay, and so I went to the service, and she introduced me to a couple people, and it was at that point that Fellowship Church started becoming my home church. To see what Foley is doing in this ministry and in this church is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. I'm so happy um, that God kept impressing my heart to keep inviting him. He just, it, he wouldn't let it go. And it's easy to see why. He was meant to be here. He was meant to serve here. And to see how he has taken his deep hurt He's using it to minister to others that have her in a similar way. So I'm so proud of him. I'm so grateful for being invited to this church and for having a friend who is willing to be persistent and get me into this church and into this church family because I don't know where I'd be without this family. And my relationship with God, where it is now, is amazing. And I just want to continue to encourage you guys not to um, be afraid to keep inviting. Um, don't ever give up, especially when God is impressing that on your heart because one day they just might say yes. So on this stuff of Express, we, uh, we give, we share, and then the third point would be that we lead. And you can lead in informal ways or in formal ways. The informal ways would be the way that you live your life. St. Francis of Assisi's uh, quote was this. He said, uh, always preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. What is he saying? He's saying the way you live your life matters so much more than just the words that come out of your mouth. And, and, and here's the thing. It's an informal way of leading. But when, when people look at you and they see that you came out of addiction, they start realizing, wait a minute, I can come out of addiction. When people see that your marriage uh, makes it, they think, well, wait a minute, that means there's hope that my marriage can make it. When, when they see that, that you're not panicking, when everyone else is panicking, they're like, what's different about you? And, and, and there's this informal way of just the way you live in your life is gonna cause you to lead people towards the type of life where people are following Jesus. But then there's the formal ways. 
There's the ways where you begin mentoring and, and teaching other people how to grow in their faith. And it's, it's an expression to show other people that, 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 that this is how you can live life and not make the same mistakes I did. But you can, we can grow together because remember in our, in our mission statement, we grow together in full devotion to him. That this is something we do together. Now, the whole mentoring thing, you realize that's got to be like a two-way agreement because otherwise you're just giving unsolicited advice and nobody wants that. <laughs> but but maybe, maybe you're leading other people and you're doing it in a formal way. Maybe, maybe God has been kind of tugging on your heart to become a small group leader, to be, lead a Bible study or something like that. And you're starting to go, man, I don't know about that. I don't know if I've, I, I, I don't feel educated enough. I don't have all the answers. Well, well check this video out. Here, here's one of our small group leaders and his story. So right now our, our life group setup is kind of is uh, unconventional. Three of us have campers. So now Monday mornings at 5 a.m. we meet in one of our campers and have group there. Just the awesome thing about having a life group is it's actually five guys that we all do life together. I knew that I needed a life group. So I randomly picked some guys that I was felt semi-close to and sent them text messages one day. And I was nervous reaching out to these guys and putting myself on the line asking them, hey, do you want to hang out with me and talk about God? Something I'd never asked them before. It was another way for me to test what I thought I heard from God about what I'm supposed to do and then it be affirmed through other people. But there's some mornings where I'm, I'm super tired and I'm sending the message out wondering if everybody wants to meet and I'm like, oh, maybe we should sleep in, I don't know. And then they're so motivated and now I'm motivated and then we have a group and it turns out to be one of the best groups we've had in months. The cool thing that I've seen a lot of times is God's grace isn't, doesn't stop. I'm not a pastor and I'm not the most you know, eloquent speaker ever, but he helps, he throws that grace in there with my intentions, and it turns out to be awesome every time. So right now we're reading Philippians. So we're just reading a chapter and then showing up and talking about it. I literally typed in questions for Philippians 1, and then saw some that I thought would actually create a conversation and then asked them, and then we just talked about it. Life groups are the best way to turn the big church into a small church because you can have the message on Sunday with the thousands of people and show up and then just leave. Or you can have that message and then you're talking about it in your life group and how it hits someone different and now it's, you have another discussion with someone you're doing life with and then you get much more out of the message and then it stretches through the week. I was filled in ways that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect. It helped me see that I can do it. With God's help, He made it come together and reaffirm that I am supposed to be helping these guys. I would say that if you're hearing it, you're supposed to do it. That he's not, God's not telling that to everybody. He's not nudging everybody. But if you're feeling it, it's because he knows you can do it and you're supposed to do it. And take the leap, it's gonna be, you'll be nervous, I was nervous reaching out. Maybe it's hard to start, but it's not hard to maintain. And it's 100% worth it. Maybe you feel that tugging on your heart and hopefully this can be an encouragement to you. If that's something you're interested in is leading a small group or a class or something, please talk to us after this service is over. Connect with us online. Uh, we'd love to talk to you and, and help you take that next step. But let me ask you, what step are you on? What step are you on? Because the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He doesn't want you wandering through life. He has an order to the way he wants to bring you through this world. So I wanna encourage you to just take a look back. 
Take a step back like I did on the trail that day and go, okay, wait a minute, I feel a little lost, a little confused. What step do I need to revisit? Where do I need to go right now? Do I need to connect to God? Do I need to connect to other people? Do I need to work on growing right now? Do I need to serve? Do I need to be expressing my faith? Where am I at right now? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for each and every person that is here today and listening online and listening maybe at a later time. And I thank you for the fact that you have a plan for us and you have an order for our lives and you have uh, uh, just got so much hope and so much future for each and every one of us. And my prayer right now is that you would make this uh, not just another Sunday, but a day where we make a decision where we say, you know what? I am going to take the step that is next. I'm gonna take this next step. So I'm not stuck in this same place 20 years Years from now, I'm going to take this next step because I want to see measurable results. I want to see growth. I want to see change in my life, and I want to see freedom in my life, and I, I want to see freedom and breakthrough in my kids' life. So God, help me. And I pray right now as we implement this more and more into our church, we would see our church grow and flourish as you have planted us here in our city, that we would affect our city the way you want us to, that God, our, our, our church would stand out as a light where the the world would look at us and go, what's different about them? And the answer we know is Jesus. So we thank you so much, Heavenly Father, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. I love you, church family. Let's give our God one more shout of praise before we leave today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining with us online. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click on the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.